Vinny, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. From the outside, you just hear that right away. It's like, oh my gosh, this guy's kidnapping you. Like it just, it sounds very obvious, but when you have had your trust completely invested into somebody when they have seduced you and made you think that they're the only one that's looking out for your best interests and they've created this whole story for you where they're the hero and they're saving you and you're the the poor victim and all these other people are bad and everything else is bad and evil and they're the only safe ground in the world you don't see these things the same way and again like it's your insecurity and it's your self-doubt that keeps you in a place of having to be dependent on them and relying on what they say is good for you and before you know it you're just you're paranoid on all accounts like i was saying earlier your self-doubt your insecurities uh over questioning yourself and different things compound each other well this compounds each other too and especially when you don't have any friends or really you don't confide in your own family that much and you don't have any friends and there's some things that you just, you don't want to tell family because you're just you're uncomfortable or you just can't because of who they are it just it really depends on your situation but when you're you then only have this one person that becomes your world and then before you know it you meet more of his family and his friends and he gets them to accept you and then gets them to, you know, oh, well, y'all are so great together. Y'all are meant to be. And we're welcome to the family, you know, just trying to make you feel like you belong. And all this is so good. And you've got it so much better. And they reinforce a false identity. They do. They put a whole new identity on you. That's the counterfeit. That is demonic, actually. They put it straight out and simple. Demonic. It is extremely toxic. And then when they know that you're insecure, they will use things to like, just like I told you in high school, the users and abusers, when they, they only come to you when they need help. Well, the same principle applies here. Him and his friends and his family did all the same things. They, they knew what buttons to push. And before I knew it, I was lulled into thinking, oh, well, this is great. You know, it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I've actually run into different threads of messages I sent to people during that time. And I, as I'm, I read some just a couple, like a month or two ago, and I, I felt physically sick. I, I, I was able to recognize the verbiage even before he took me. I was already using his verbiage. Like, well, do I have your word? Or can I trust you with this? And that's just some of the more simple ones. But I could already see him affecting me and what I wrote people and different things that I thought was okay. I would have never in my right mind would have thought some of the things that I said and did were okay before him, but after him and during the time with him, I thought they were perfectly normal. And I, t I talked about it like I would the weather. And like I said, I was physically sick. I had to actually sit down after reading all this and just take a minute of just silence because <laughs> 
I felt like I was losing my mind. I felt like I was going to throw up. And then on top of that, one of the threads I found, it was with somebody that I knew from high school. And I had been in contact with prior to being taken and had told a couple of things of what, what had been going on in my life. And asked him, well, hey, well, I've got a new quote-unquote escape plan, which that, even just to say that, hurts. Um, do I have your word? Can I trust you with this information? This person said, no, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. And so this person rather be ignorant and not responsible for anything that happened technically this person still knew something was about to happen and so was actually still responsible for what happened because this person could have been a part of stopping it but didn't just rather be ignorant and not responsible and just not a part of it than to actually try and help which that hurts too which I, that, that's been taking some forgiveness <laughs> to let that person go. But there's been, over time, there's been other people that I partially try to reach out to or even just re reached out to about things and they just dropped me just like that person did. This is why you cannot rely on others around you to be your source of stability and your source of identity and knowing who you are and knowing what you should and should not allow in your life. Like you shouldn't need to have like, you know, kind of like the cartoons where you have the angel on your shoulder and the devil on your shoulder. You shouldn't be desperately looking around for the balance of, are there more angels on my shoulder or more devils? Or, well, you know, who can give me a different voice? Well, there's another voice. So I guess this is the one I go with. No, you have a decision. You're the head in the middle. You don't need to decide, well, sorry, the angel never showed up. So I guess I'll go with the devil on my shoulder. You need to have a sense of confidence in yourself and your own judgment and a sense of direction of who you are that you will not buckle when there doesn't seem to be anybody to support what you feel deep within yourself is really the truth and what you really if you were really to get a moment of clarity you would know is the right thing precisely though that's not to disregard having counselors and having people around you that actually can speak wisdom into your life and they're not trying to manipulate you and they're not trying to just make your life go the direction they think it should go. You know, it is important to get people, especially people that reinforce your self-confidence and reinforce you, not in delusion, not in thinking more of yourself and thinking you're, you're bigger and badder and, and smarter than you actually are, but people that will help constructively build you up and add to your sense of self and add to your sense of perspective. And through the various growth that I've kind of alluded to earlier is also forgiving myself because after having the wool taken off my eyes, the blindfold taken away to where I could actually see, I felt so guilty, so low beyond low. And that also added insecurity and self-doubt and guilt, shame, lots and lots of shame. Which, yeah, I still physically did it, but the problem is with that, it was not me mentally. And that's another thing, too, on the physicality part, is that when he was taking me, I froze. I froze about probably 
30, 50 feet at least away from his truck and I couldn't move. Like literally I dropped things involuntarily and just froze. And he carried me to the truck. And of course he used that little little detail and twisted it to his benefit. I was like, oh, well, you just froze. So I had, I had to help you and put you gently in the car and, and grab the things that you dropped because you needed help. You needed some somebody to be your hero and just really finally help you out. And amongst other things, but that's a summary. Yeah. What that was was kidnapping. And like I said, forgiving myself because uh, and seeing the truth for what it was and like how Sean has been explaining the different facets between each piece that I've been telling you in the last few minutes is the truth. It's just there. there's so many more facets than, oh, you left or, oh, you did this, which I had a lot of judgment from family. They just ran off their own assumptions and they weren't even, you know, a part of this at all. They're, they're distant family or people that live in other states or even my some some church quote-unquote quote church family that weren't really family or whatever they only had bits of the story none of nobody including myself really knew what happened until years 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 later all this happened about eight years ago and I wasn't completely free of my captor until 2018 yeah and and this is a hard truth but when you finally do come to the point of realizing that insecurity has been taking you down a very bad road in life and you know you've been making really bad choices you know you've gone in a really terrible direction because of your self-doubt and and not trusting an inner voice within you that's leading you to truth and leading you to who you really are and you look back at the wreckage and you look back at it all if you're honest you're going to see it and it's going to be kind of hurting even more in that area. It's very painful and very scary to face it and be like, wow, I've been wrong about everything. And it can be easy to just be like, wow, I really do have crappy judgment. Wow, I really shouldn't have, you know, had any confidence in any of my decisions because I was wrong in all these decisions I was I made. I was putting the confidence in the wrong people, I can't even make a good decision about who to put my confidence in, let alone myself. And it can just really tear at you and make it worse, but you have to work through this and you have to see that the problem was that you could have had sound judgment. You could have had good decision-making, but being clouded by this wrong image of yourself, being clouded by this lack of groundedness in your identity and being just filled, filled with doubts and filled with insecurities is what culminated in this. And you don't let it choke you out. You don't let it keep you, or as in the next sector of this mega series that we're gonna be getting into, you don't let it drive you into denial that everything's fine and you're just the way you need to be and you didn't make any wrong decisions. You didn't do anything wrong. You have to face it for what it is and get through it. Get back to where you need to be. Overcome that insecurity. Overcome that self-doubt. Exactly. It took time. I'm telling you. because I, It happened in 2013 and then late 2015 I was back. And, um, and Sean had a very important 
redemption role in bringing me back, actually helping me move back after only knowing me knowing me for like two weeks, which I still don't know what caused me to ask him, well, hey, I, I'm moving back to my hometown in two weeks. Would you mind? I need help. Would you mind helping me move or something like that? Well, she, what she said was, hey, how, how do you feel about going on an adventure with me? <laughs> and I know this, I know this woman two weeks, <laughs> two weeks. And I don't know, crazy guy that I am, like, hey, I'm good for anything. Let's let's go for it. Let's let's do it. And you know, afterwards, I'm like, wow, what did I just agree to? <laughs> what am I doing here? Like, from either of our perspectives, either one of us could have been the the axe murderer, the psychopath, and we just invited them in into our space, and we're both having to trust each other. But there was a lot that was going on that, you know, for one thing, I did have self-confidence at that time. I did have a pretty strong sense of self. And I was a contrast to Brandy at that point in time in her life where she was so full of self-doubt and so full of insecurity. I was pretty secure, you know, by comparison. I was pretty secure in my decision-making and in my sense of just compelling me to, to do what was right and I felt a pretty strong connection to God and my sense of purpose in life. And I just, I felt like this is, this is an opportunity. I felt this sense of purpose about her, that this is someone I need to get to know. And this is someone I need to love and, and take care of her. And I would not recommend this course no, to, no. to anybody, but for me and where I was at that point, I just knew that I was making the, the right decision. And even though it was a, an emotional risk and you know, part of it just being like, I, I always was shy when it came to girls. It was always, it was never an area that I was particularly, you know, confident in, but this, there was something different about this where I was just like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do this thing. And you know, it, it worked out amazingly. That could not have happened though if I was insecure. That could not have happened if I was all caught up in my self doubts and, you know, I had already had a bad relationship that was horrendous and just tore me apart. And I could have been like, you know what? This seems like I'm getting into an area of being hurt again. This seems like I'm getting into an area where somebody's going to do me wrong. And I don't know this person. I don't know any of this stuff. You know, I could have got into all of that, but I didn't because I paid attention to the inner voice that was telling me this is a good thing. This is the right way. And there's a reason why she's inviting you after only knowing you for two weeks into something this this close and intimate and trusting you like this. And so I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna honor this trust and I'm gonna do this. You know, I don't know where this is gonna lead, but we'll find out. And trust is a major, major thing right there because I had all sorts of grisly things done to me in those two and a half years of being away from home and being in that illusion and everything and things being forced on me and taken from me and I could really paint a picture here but I'll just leave that to your imagination at least for now but it took a lot of time to heal from that and to work through that mentally because Sean was really the only person I really trusted for the longest because I just I I was so lost I was so lost and still didn't have a relationship with God yet. And so Sean was my beacon of light. <laughs> Which I took that opportunity to any time. I, and I, I just, again, I just knew this because I was paying attention to the inner voice and I had that sense of, of confidence and, 
you know, to me, it was the voice of God. It was God directing me and showing me how to be the person I needed to be for Brandy. And I saw that she didn't need somebody to tell her what decisions to make. She would ask me like, well, what do you think I should do with this? Or what do you think is a better? And I'd be like, well, what does your gut tell you? That infuriated me to no end. <laughs> and I would, I would never just give her a straight up answer. I'd give her an analysis. I'd say, well, you could do this over here for this reason, or you could do that over there for that reason. And I wouldn't tell her do this or do that because I knew she needed to be decisive. I knew she needed to grow in confidence about what she was doing. Who I was going to be to her was not somebody to tell her what to do. It was somebody who could be a counselor of, of just giving her wisdom, giving her a palette of vision, of choices to make, and supporting her as she makes these choices and affirming her and her identity and who she was. That was just something that I saw constantly. It was my personal mission to see her built up in her self-confidence and her self-image to know that she was really worthwhile and like I really had a vision of who she could be outside of these bad habits and outside of feeling like she didn't have a lot to offer or a lot to herself and you know God really kind of lit me up with this vision really kind of gave me this ability to see her the real her underneath all of that stuff that had been built up from brokenness and insecurities and so I was constantly trying to prompt her, you know, not forcefully, not manipulating or anything like that, but just to, to tell her, you, you know what you should do in this situation. <laughs> you know, you, you know what you really ought to do here or there and, and just support her 100%, pour into her identity, pour into her. You are valuable. You are beautiful. You are loved. And, you know, not from any kind of like, selfish point of view like I was just trying to just trying to get to her just trying to get her to do what I want anything like that just pouring this this honoring of who she was and it made a difference you know it's it's so to see at first I didn't think it made any difference like it got very discouraging when we ended up falling apart because she needed to get away from that bad situation and need to get out under all those influences and I had a lot of my own growth to do too through all of that, but I sowed a seed there and began to get her to think of herself in a different way, began to think of herself as actually having power in her own life to start making decisions about how she saw herself and how she saw life and that there was more than just this narrative she was being given by this liar that had come into her life. And I gave her a contrast. I showed her the opposite of what that guy was like, how you really ought to be treated by a man, how you really ought to be seen and supported. And it it paid off. It, it really gave a different foundation for her, a different platform for her to step out onto. And I was able to do that again, because at that time I was very strong in identity. I was very strong in who I was. I had a very strong sense of confidence in my judgment and in the decisions I was making in regard to her and being a voice in her life. And that was a beacon for her because I was able to have that confidence. It truly was. I couldn't have really said it better myself. But yeah, there's different things, little snippets of things that he had said or had kept on saying while we were still in contact that would come up on the radar during different things that involved my captor and different situations I was put in and I'll, and kind of like I think one of the things was oh what gives you peace where where is the peace in the situation 
and that kind of lit a light bulb like oh okay yeah not this thing this thing and just different turning points like that that helped guide me back to reality <laughs> and who I truly was and empowered me to make the right decisions and sooner or and, and then and sooner or later I, like we basically were out of contact for about two years and during that time because he was the one I trusted I still <laughs> I still even through awkwardness and I was like you probably don't want to talk to me but I've got a question and I I I've got to ask you. <laughs> so I would ask him, you know, what's your opinion on this or what what's better, this or that or whatever. And his natural <laughs> impulse of not leaving anybody hanging and wanting to give good advice and actually help kept us together. <laughs> yes, to my great chagrin at that point. <laughs> Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear?